I'm a zombie! I've been bitten! You're listening to the Survival Podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. Zombies Ate My Podcast. Hello and welcome to Zombies Ate My Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me, as always, the busy zombie lord, Lou Page. How's it going, Lou? Resident Evil is out, and I still haven't been to see it yet. Yeah, we were talking about that pre-show. I'm kind of sad. I just don't have time. <laughs> I know some folks in Discord saw it. Uh, reviews were, uh, I don't know, like not glowing, but um, sounds like some well, folks had some fun. I, I, it sounds like some people have really enjoyed it, but not said it's the best. And some other people have been like, yeah, it, it was a thing. Yeah. Well, here's my promise to the listeners. When it's available digitally, I will watch it. I just, I can't bring myself to see it in theaters because I feel like that would ruin the experience for me. I feel like for this type of film, knowing what I'm getting into, it's got to be a comfort at home minimal investment type thing where I can just sit um, back and enjoy it. I'm going to still, tr- I don't know if I'll make it to the theater just because with a baby and everything going on, I really getting to the theater is not, not really an option. Uh, I was hoping it would be at Thanksgiving time, but uh, uh, I had to watch a baby because there was no daycare on black Friday. And I was hoping that there would be daycare on black Friday and there wasn't. Yeah. Um, uh, so I didn't get to go to the movies, but, as soon as it's available for me to rent, uh, even if it costs me 20 bucks, I'm probably going to rent it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I think that, uh, and look at it this way. If you look at the way, I think they've shortened the theatrical release window to 45 days. So if the movie came out late November, which I believe it was Thanksgiving weekend that it came out, you were saying, um, we could be watching it in January. So, uh, yeah. Maybe our New Year's resolution will be to watch the uh, Resident Evil film. Not that that's yeah, no, I I think I think that's a I think that's a good way to ring in the new year. That's a, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Well, speaking of movies, I was just gonna say we've got um at least two more. We have at least one more episode of Zamp after this one in 2021, mm-hmm. uh, if if all goes well. I think that's a safe bet. And uh, that means that we've got one more month of Extra Life, one more month of random Lou suggestions. So I'm going to let Lou percolate on that a little bit. Think about it uh, while I give you the the rundown here. Donate $15 and suggest a zombie film for us to watch. You can stack your donations and over $50 throws in an audio commentary for one of your picks. Make sure to include your picks in your donation comment or you can follow up uh, via email, Discord, Twitter, whatever social platform you can connect with us on uh and go to bit.ly slash extra life ryan to donate only one month left for you to suggest your favorite zombie films now lou we've been doing a new segment here where you suggest some random film that isn't night of the comets or night of the cosmos what is that i don't even remember uh it, it it's uh, night of the comet where am i getting cosmos you know what it is i think I it was know. uh i'm playing the guardians of the galaxy game and i think that's their fake like zombie movie so in the it fake marvel is. universe it is a zombie film yeah so. anyway mm. my recommendation is is people could you know ask us to watch uh cemetery man oh 
And you know how easy Cemetery Man is to find? Last time I checked, it's on YouTube for free. Because nobody cares about Cemetery Man. <laughs> except me. I love that movie. So what is Cemetery Man? Because it's come up a bunch. Uh, so Cemetery Man is... Um, Rupert Everett is the guy that works in a cemetery with a weird henchman. And they bury all the... They, they bury the dead people... But what the rest of the town doesn't know is that at night, the recently deceased rise from the grave and he has to shoot them in the head and then rebury them. And that's the premise of the movie. And so mayhap, uh, mishap happens when people come back from the dead and he forgets to kill them and his, his uh, uh, unable to speak uh, sidekick ends up falling in love with a dead girl and carrying her head around. And uh, they have a bunch of mis weird escapades, and then they begin to doubt that reality even exists. It's a weird movie, and hmm. I dig it. All right. That does sound like a weird film that you could have us watch for Extra Life if you so choose. So for 15 bucks, we can uh, dive into the depths of YouTube zombie films that somehow escape copyright. So there you go. And if, some, if for some reason you're seeing the film outside of North America, it goes uh, it goes by the name Del Morte Del Amor or something like that. Oh, okay. Interesting. Well, there you go. Uh, well, Lou, that is going to do it for our Extra Life segment. So again, only one month left. Bit.ly slash Extra Life Ryan. We really appreciate all the support. Although I've hit my personal goal all the funds go to uh, Sick Kids, which is a Children's Miracle Network hospital in Toronto. So every dollar helps, whether the goal's been hit or not. Plus, you get more zombie films. What's not to love? Uh, but let's head into the news. The virus has completely devastated over 150 of the world's major regions and then is spreading rapidly. Lou... A movie we really loved uh, and talked about on this show, and actually uh, the creators of the film, at least their Facebook page, engaged with us when we uh, posted about how much we loved it on Facebook. And that was Wormwood, which was a movie that came out, I, I mean, I feel like a while ago. And we finally have a trailer for the follow-up, Wormwood Apocalypse, uh, coming in 2022, and this is after a, uh, I think, a failed TV show. Not necessarily failed, but like a, 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 a TV show that was kind of stuck in development hell. And I think they kind of amended that into a sequel. I might have the, the storyline wrong there, but I, I do remember. You know, there was supposed to be um, the, the, the movie was kind of like a cult hit. And it got a lot of watch traction on Netflix. And they were trying to use that buzz to get a second movie get made and they got a lot of hype and that hype got picked up into maybe we'll make it a TV show instead. And I think they were hoping to be like a Netflix exclusive and that didn't pan out. And they've been talking about it forever on their uh, online, I guess that they were going to make a second, second movie. And then all of a sudden this trailer just showed up and I was like, Oh sweet. It took him seven years, but I I'll take a second movie. Mm -hmm. That's not always a bad thing. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So the trailer is, uh, they don't skip a beat. This is one of those sequels where they have taken the original, 
ran with it. The tone is there. Uh, the character's there. I think the the main character from the first one is returning. She kind of uh, has been... I don't know if she's been infected, but she's been turned into some sort of zombie-esque character. Watch it. I watched this trailer. It looks really cool, but all I kept thinking was, man, I gotta find that movie and rewatch it again, because I got no idea what's going on. Yeah, I don't even remember where we watched it. I think it might have been... It was Netflix. Was it? Okay. Yeah. It was Is it still we on Netflix? It. I don't know. No, um, it's not. It's been, it's been gone from Netflix for a while. Well, you know, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do a live search on uh good luck yeah wormwood road of the dead is uh available to stream on amc plus and this is in canada oh no no no! this is in the states so amc plus you can you can stream it there i don't know what i don't know what that is that's i think well i think that's amc's uh sort of streaming service in yes, canada it, is. it also includes shutter oh uh, well there you go Maybe maybe they've bundled that and no, I think it would have it would have just said shutter, but I think it would have. I, I, I think I think if I want to see this, I'm gonna have to rent it. But so. in Canada I can only rent it. So that is unfortunate. Um not really I did enjoy that film and it came out in twenty fifteen. I remember vividly really enjoying it, loving the discussion on the show. Um and I just am so excited to return to this film. I think twenty twenty two just in terms of zombie films, I mean, I know for us it'll be 2022 usually, pretty much with the Resident Evil film, but that plus a Wormwood sequel, uh, we'll have the I don't I know you're not as looking forward to it as I am, but we'll have the Last of Us TV show in 2022. Yep. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of stuff to look forward to. Uh, we'll have to do a we'll have to do a year in preview or something. I, we haven't done one of those in a while, usually because there's only like five things in the books. Zombie content seems to like either be The Walking Dead or just get dropped. It dropped in our laps of like, here it is, it's happening. Like, there's not a lot of lead up to it unless it's like a big product. Um, yeah. So, but hey, I do like surprises and I'm all for this film, Wormwood Apocalypse. We'll talk about that in the next year so 2022 look forward to that lou um another film that you and i have not watched is the sequel to train to busan uh the director is eyeing a trilogy in the train to busan style uh and he shares his vision for the third uh film in this movieweb.com article how do you feel about um because you haven't watched have you watched Peninsula? I should ask you that first. Um, I started it, um, but I had something else going on, and ended. Up, I wasn't going to be able to. Be, I wasn't going to be able to give it my full focus, and I went, "Yeah, I can't do this and do something else at the same time." And the start of it is very different from Train to Busan. It's a very different kind of story, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Like these are tied to each other just in name only. These are going to be very different, different kind of stories, and I was like, "Okay." Uh, so the fact that they want to make a trilogy, I don't think you can call it the Train to Busan trilogy. I think you have to call it the Korean zombie movie trilogy. Yeah. Well, I mean, the sequel was Train to Busan Presents Peninsula. So uh, it's it's certainly got that weird, like, it's kind of interesting. Like, they're obviously tying it to the to pedigree that Train to Busan had and, and, and sort of the, the love that that film had. I haven't seen Peninsula I mean, like this article goes, this article is kind of surfacing because the creator um, is known now for a new Netflix original series, Hellbound, that just came out. I guess it's doing really well. It's surpassed uh, Squid Game. 
and he was obviously asked about a, a sequel to Peninsula, and he said it would basically be so that so I again have not seen Peninsula, so I'm using while well, the creator's words. He said it's kind of like a car chase film, Peninsula, whereas Train to Busan is very much this focused, um, uh, claustrophobic experience, small spaces escaping, you know, via this train. And he said the third one would sort of be, uh, you know, something in between Train to Busan and Peninsula, you know, like carried out in a small and restricted space. And it's something he's currently working on now. He's he's going over in his mind of what that could be. So no can news I, on when it will happen. Can, but. can I can I give an idea? Yeah, yeah. Good. Well, he's listening. So there you go. Let's call it Boat to America and have it be a, a, a cruise ship full of zombies on its way to America from 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 Seoul, uh from Busan boat to America <laughs> boat to America sounds like a bad comedy doesn't it? <laughs> it yes it does but it can't be any worse than peninsula come on let's put them all on a boat sure let's cross the ocean with zombies come on all right boat boat you've heard boat. it here first speed three uh train to Busan presents speed three it's happening although wait wasn't no, speed one was a boat. Speed, speed two was no. no speed one was speed a bus. one is a bus. Speed two is a boat. So do, can they go back to the well and do boat again, or do they have to pick a new? I guess they have to pick it, a new it, vehicle. Speed three has to be speed on a plane. Yeah, I wonder why that never got made. Uh, because uh, uh, they made snakes on a plane instead. Right. I saw that one. In, <laughs> speaking of going to theaters, I saw that one in theaters. And uh, uh, yeah. speaking of speaking of movies, that's on Netflix right now. Is it? I haven't watched yeah. it in a long. Isn't it like at the oh, end of that it, film? It, it, it's it like is, it is bad. It is bad, but in such a fun way. At the end of the film, doesn't he like land it and land the plane? And he's like, "I did that because of PlayStation or something really yes, stupid." Yes, and it's Heenan Thompson that says it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. It's all coming back to me. Um, yeah, I, I can't help it with these uh, Monday to Friday snakes on this. Monday to Thursday plane. I can't remember the yes. uh, the TV edit. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's famous. Anyways, back to zombies. Bruce Campbell spills the beans on a very dark Evil Dead Rise plot. I, I mean, speaking of another 2022 zombie film, Evil Dead Rise is expected to arrive next year. And uh, I don't know, Lou, are you excited about what he's describing here where it's going to be more of like a family, not a family film. It's still definitely Evil Dead. But it's more uh, along the lines of like a family going through this the would, the Necronomicon experience, I guess. Um, I think this sounds awesome. Yeah, it does. Uh, it, it sounds more interesting than just like a bunch of people in a cabin well, happen to read okay. a book. All right. So, so the thing that's always bothered me about the, this Evil Dead Rise is, is not that I don't have faith in Sam Raimi or Bruce Campbell. They rarely let me down, but it's but I didn't really love the remake they did a couple years ago. It was okay, but it was full of what I refer to as what was niche at the time. So it's full of all this weird body horror creepy stuff that I'm like, eh, okay, that's fine. Um but this sounds like it's kind of getting back to what made Evil Dead interesting to begin with. And instead of being a bunch of people in a cabin, it's a bunch of people in an apartment building. Yeah. And 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 the idea is that 
somebody finds the book, they read it, and a whole family gets possessed, and it's like one by one they start killing each other and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. That sounds awesome to me. And it, and as Bruce Campbell said himself, it sounds like a, a much darker premise for the film, and that you don't you don't have kind of strangers ripping each other apart. You have you know family members, and it's just like that sounds like it could be a pretty brutal film um and i wonder if they go and i mean we saw we saw some of that like i think in the evil dead tv series because you spent longer with the characters you did feel like they really did connect and they and they i never watched the last season i know it kind of got unceremoniously canceled um and i hate that it usually drives me away from watching something um but like I wonder if that TV show will bring Evil Dead Rise back to what we loved about the earlier Evil Dead movies. My only hope is is that I think that this is going to be a dark movie. I think this is going to be a creepy movie. But it's got to have some of the humor. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, that was sort of the thing missing from the remake is they took all the humor. Like the first movie is known for being scary, but as as it hasn't aged well. It's more funny now than it would have been in the 80s, now that we know more about special effects and stuff. Uh, But Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness always appeased people because in spite it it can be scary, it can be creepy, but it's also got a good sense of humor. And I think that that gets lost sometimes in these remakes and translations. And I think that even following this plot line, about a family getting possessed and killing each other in an apartment building or whatever. Like, I think it's going to take place in the middle of a city. I think there's the potential to make this funny and dark at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, well, here's hoping that... uh, that, Man, I mean, it's funny just having these 2022 films sneak up on us but uh yeah hopefully evil dead rise brings us back to what we loved about evil dead and i I agree with you on the remake it used some of the sort of horror stuff from the earlier films but did drop the humor in favor of going the more like saw and hostile route i think yeah and that that that's what bothered me about it because to me that's not what evil dead is Mm mm-hmm Exactly. Well, uh, our last news story here, and this one is uh, is kind of a, a late edition uh, because it just got published a few hours ago. But um, Lou, are you excited for some huge upcoming Walking Dead news this Sunday on The Talking Dead? Uh, no, because they said it's not about a Rick movie. Yeah. Well, uh, yes, you're right. Scott Gimble tweeted, uh, well, quote retweeted, the Talking Dead account saying this is going to be a huge announcement. They have a, a surprise guest coming, um, and uh, Scott Gimbel uh, quickly got back on Twitter and said, "Whoa, whoa! It's not the Rick movie. We know you're really wanting to know where Rick is, but we're working on it, and we, you know, value your patience." Blah blah blah. We're working on it, and maybe we don't have any idea because this world beyond thing is proving to be a failure. And yeah, basically. Uh, and and here's the thing. Um, if you're an AMC Plus subscriber, you should be... You, first of all, you should be careful. There are spoilers out there if you're going to go looking. 
Um, AMC Plus offers all Walking Dead episodes a week early, whether they are a season finale, a season premiere, what have you. Like, So if you're not a subscriber and you're a big Walking Dead fan, chances are if something big happens, like really big, uh, earth-shattering, let's say, like a huge announcement, um, you could uh, very well have that spoiled for you. So this huge announcement that's happening on Sunday is kind of weird because it really feels like they're ignoring the elephant in the room, which is the conclusion to World Beyond is out there. Um, hard to find because I guess not a lot of people are A, AMC Plus subscribers and B, watching World Beyond early, uh, but but you can find uh, it. I, is anybody actually watching World Beyond I, or ju- is it just us because we have to? It's funny. Um, I think I finally figured, I finally found an article on like what happened and it was through the... <laughs> It was through the world, the Walking Dead subreddit, and people were like, "Wait, I thought the Walking Dead already ended like three weeks ago." And I was like, "No, no, this is the spinoff, World Beyond." And they're like, "What? What is that?" <laughs> so, you know, the problem with this whole Walking Dead universe is it's so disconnected, you know, and and its connections are very um, weak at best. And I think that's what really holds the glue together of of great universe, you know, uh, storytelling. Like you look at the MCU, everything's connected. So there's always, you know, tissue there to, to kind of bring you from one film to the next. So for example, uh, Shang-Chi came out and it has Benedict Wong in it. Um, and, uh, you're, you're stoked that Wong is in that film and he is in Avengers. He's in Dr. Strange. And I think that really makes the universe. A lot of people would say, well, it makes the universe feel small. It's like, well, no, I think it, it makes the universe feel connected. Because, of course, that guy's going to show up when magic starts flying around, right? So when you look at the Walking Dead universe, like this huge announcement, I mean, if it's not the Rick movies and it's a Talking Dead after the end of World Beyond and I think the penultimate episode of Fear, it could be the last episode of Fear as well, um, it could very well be something to do with what comes next. Like in terms of the storytelling of the Walking Dead universe, likely being uh tales from the dead tales from the walking dead because fear the walking dead is getting another season and this is only the if it were concluding it would be only the first part right walking dead ended uh its first part it's coming back in february it still feels a little early to have something of announcement there uh but yeah i think that's my guess tales from the walking dead because i feel like if you're ending world beyond you can tee that up pretty well uh in a way that hopefully is interesting what what do you think, Lou? Uh, I think it's too early for Tales from the Walking Dead because I think they're going to have lots of carryover with cast members from currently existing shows. Right, that's a good and point. And it's going it, to be hard. I think they're going to announce another spinoff show that we're not expecting. <laughs> and it's going to be this thing where like everybody goes, that's your announcement? Really? I mean, if it has the right characters, but I cannot think of oh, characters that would here work. Here we go. They said it's not about the Rick movie. Yeah. Right? What if they announced there isn't going to be a Rick movie? It's going to be a Rick TV show. Yeah. Uh, maybe. I I think, like, maybe something to do with Michonne, because uh, Michonne did exit, and she kind of felt like she was heading in her own direction. She's still looking for Rick, but, like, they teased the, what was it, the ranchers, or <laughs> I can't remember, like, basically cowboys, um at the end of that yeah thing <laughs> so 
I have no idea what they're going to do here. I, I feel like, uh, you know, on our next episode, our last episode of 2021, we'll discuss it. Um, that was one thing we didn't discuss is what we're going to talk about. But I, I think fans of our show will know at this point I'm not optimistic. Yeah. But you know what? I think that if there's one thing about you being not optimistic, sometimes The Walking Dead surprises you. Sometimes I'm wrong. Yeah. I won't lie. Sometimes I'm wrong. But but World Beyond is exactly what I thought it was going to be. It's go, it was a it's been a dumpster fire train wreck mess that you know sounded okay on paper and sounded and was really poorly executed. Yeah, I haven't gotten to the Jadis episodes. I know she comes back. I'm kind of hoping. I did like that character. I'm kind of hoping that maybe she like elevates it a bit. You, you won't like her. I've I know. Read, I've seen some stuff and I've read some spoilers and I've. I've 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 heard some stuff, and they basically turn her into a Negan. <sighs> Lou, I feel like we kind of have to do World Beyond since it is ending. Should we not rip the Band-Aid off and like start twenty twenty two fresh? I'll do whatever you want, man. I feel like that's where I'm at. I, I'll, I'll suffer the punishment. Well, we got to watch it eventually, right? And I really don't want to watch it over my Christmas break. <laughs> Neither do I. Okay, World Beyond next episode. Sorry, everybody. It's it's eh, it's got to happen no, at some I, point. If I watch it next, if I have to watch it next, it'll be in the middle of my Christmas break. What? No, we're not recording on Christmas. Oh, you taking an early Christmas break? Oh no, I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking that Christmas is in like three weeks. It is. <laughs> it is in three weeks. Our last episode would be the week of the sixteenth. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good time. All right, I can squeeze this in somewhere. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But I feel like, uh, you know, uh, ripping the Band-Aid off is a good idea. But speaking of The Walking Dead, we are going to head into our main topic, which is part one of The Walking Dead Season 11. Yes, we finished it. And uh, as always, we'll kick it off with a little bit of this. God, he's here. Feel that? Don't make them feel our wrath. Ah, so angry. Pope was so angry. Um, right off the bat. Let's talk a little bit about what we experienced in part one. Maggie is returned. We got that in the uh, season 10 C with a mm -hmm. new group of survivors, but joining them is also a new enemy led by Pope. Uh, and this new enemy is referred to as the Reapers. As Alexandria hangs in the wind, constantly being peppered by threats due to the broken walls and just all kinds of damage caused by the Whispers, the other survivors uh, search for food to help their community survive all the while dealing with the Reapers who are constantly hunting Maggie's group and uh, causing a whole lot of trouble. And um, here's the thing. I I have to say right off the bat, in terms of bad guys, I was a little worried about the Reapers being introduced. Like, oh, it's just another bunch of crazies. Um, and it turns out they're not. They're kind of uh, 
they're kind of like just like this Pope character is driving them to appear to be sort of crazy, like chasing down, you know, Maggie and her group. Like they really do feel like it is their role to punish Maggie. We don't really, do we even know what Maggie and her group did? Like they obviously fought and disagreed, but uh, they were, they, they came too close to their, the, what the way I have interpreted what I've heard was they were expanding their territory a little bit, looking for supplies and they may have gotten too close to the Reapers. And so the Reapers answer was to just burn their village to the, burn their town to the ground and kill everybody. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I did like Pope and I mean, the actor that plays Pope, uh, he very much portrays this like constantly angry person and he's got like layered like levels of anger but he's always like simmering right and yeah. uh he he just he portrays it so well and that clip as soon as i heard it the when you know pope steps out from the shadows and he gives his first sort of speech which you heard you it immediately sets that character up for like what he's going to be like for the rest of this well and, and, and you go they may not be crazy but he's crazy yeah He's and it's like something. they haven't it's like the rest of his men just kind of haven't figured it out yet that they're all crazy too that he he's crazy and he's making them all crazy too and they just haven't figured it out yet yeah yeah it's just uh i think that um i, I will give the walking dead credit they are more interesting villains than i was expecting them to be um i wasn't crazy about i like i like they're not my favorite villain or anything um but they're definitely more interesting than I was expecting. Yeah. Um, I think the thing that this season is done that's weak for me doesn't relate to the Reapers. I think the turmoil in Alexandria has been very weak for me. Mm. Um, that there's very few people left in Alexandria. And there's a lot of kids. And uh, they portray it as... There's a couple of dumb kids that are wandering around doing really stupid things. Like there's a hole in the fence and the kid is like sticking his arm through the hole and then yanking it back before the zombie bites him. And literally, uh, 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 what's her name? Badass kid with a sword. Uh, Judith. Judith literally goes over and tells him, what are you doing? Do you not understand the danger that you are putting us all in? And he's like, I'm just having fun. And, 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 and like, he treats her like crap. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know what? I, I remember being a kid and sure. Did I take risks and do dumb things? Yeah. But the dumb things I did weren't like I could die or kill everyone around me. It was really like, and and that kind of behavior was the kind of thing I did when I was seven or eight, not like 14, like this kid looks. Yeah, I'm gonna like uh, the kids will. There, there are kids like that. I mean, honestly, like I, I think that, uh, yeah, there are kids like that, and I mean, they, they think they're they're invincible, right? And I mean, he that kid feels as though, um, he can do this, get away with it, and he knows exactly how close he can be to the to the zombie and. And I, and I think that uh, those kids exist. Those kids that, you know, play chicken. I, well, I, I, it's a trope, I, 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 for I, I, sure. It's a trope, and then those kids do exist. But it feels like it was added just because they didn't know what else to do with Alexandria. 
I agree with you, know you there. Mean? Yeah, like the struggle that Alexander. So the the whole season's kind of really split all over the place. And, and the thing is, too, is that I don't remember that kid from any prior seasons. Like <laughs> I don't even remember him as being a background character. So when him and his two friends are like doing stupid stuff, I'm like, when did we get introduced to Beavis and Butthead walking around? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, um, the whole season the way it's kind of structured is like as you said you have alexandria and it's very much the focus on like the struggle of you know this patchwork city that's been heavily damaged and um you've got the you know maggie and the group out searching for supplies and dealing with the reapers and and then you have the commonwealth which we'll we'll go we'll go to in a bit that's sort of like separate but they i felt like there was an interesting arc with alexandria where you ha- you saw a little bit of the return of the whispers which was kind of interesting because s- this show has certainly been guilty of like we deal with the bad guy the bad guy's and no longer a threat gone. everybody related to that bad guy is gone you know or is or is brought into the group and and they've started to get a little better at that with like the saviors i felt like you know before rick's death they dealt a lot with the struggles of bringing the saviors into um right and I think they did a really good job with that. And I'm glad they revisited the Whispers because, of course, there are going to be some stragglers. Um, and I think that they they did it. They did. I didn't necessarily like what they did with, you know, Aaron basically like torturing one of them. That was that felt felt like a like a, a little too much. But well, um, well, yeah, I understood where Aaron was coming from, but I felt like uh, uh, the other one that was his buddy helping him with the torture and and carol i feel like they should should have stepped in sooner rather than before he lets the guy get bit that offers to chop the guy's hand off i was like i was like like i get it aaron had to chop a hand off and he's got ptsd from it and his husband died and like he's got this stress and i'm not against them doing a development but I feel like they could have stepped in before he let the guy get bit. Like it, w- I think it would have been better for Carol to have shot the zombie then and been like, "What are you doing, Aaron? You're gonna let this guy get bit and lose his arm? Uh, can you not say irony? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I feel like somebody could have stepped in. It should have stepped in before that point. I felt like they let it go too long and went too far. And I was like, "Yeah, now they're trying to make Aaron feel like a bad guy." Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That. that and, and, yeah. Like I had no idea, no problem with him hanging the guy up, beating the guy up. Like, like it all made sense considering how soon it's been since they dealt with the whisperers, you know. And he's still dealing with all the aftermath. Like it all makes sense. But you know, then afterwards, the guy now getting ready to lose his hand tells him, "Yeah, we saw your friend come out of the cave." And yeah. I was like, I was like. You know, if he had said, if he had led with that, um, he may not have even have been strung up and that those people that ran away, he might have let them stay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also, also those survivors of the Whisperers, they looked like children. Like they looked like there was one lady leading a bunch of teenagers. You know yeah. what I mean? And that he may have been the guy outside to keep the zombies away and let them rest. And I was like, I get it. You don't like the whispers, but I don't think they were hurting anybody. Yeah. No, I, I think that, 
they were just looking for food like everybody else and um yeah. they weren't trying to attack they were just trying to basically find supplies but i think like that led to what i felt was the best bottle episode in a while which was uh, virgil and um oh i should have looked up her name but the character who did get lost they saw they said came out of the the whispers that said she had come out of the cave of screams yes. um and i i feel terrible that i don't i don't know her name uh virgil uh, it's hard to remember her name because she's deaf so you don't hear her name often yeah they sign around her a lot and so i can never remember her name connie connie yeah, yes connie yep so connie and virgil that episode uh, it was episode six so Virgil finds Connie. Virgil is, uh, I think that was part of uh, season 10C. Um, but I really loved that episode because it felt like a bottle episode. It was them surviving in some sort of like weird, like booby-trapped house, but it was filled with like these feral right. people. So you're forgetting something. Okay, what am I forgetting? That was not a bottle episode. Well, it was close. It, it, it there was were bookended. Three stories go- there were three stories going on in that episode. Okay, yeah, that that is definitely the worst part about everything going on this season is because they really feel the need to touch on every plot. Well, well, um, well. I don't my, that I liked that episode and I liked their story in the house with all those people. I thought that was really cool. I thought that could have been a whole episode in its own, um, but I felt like they didn't know what to do with how how to re re unite her with the group so that's what they came up with and it wasn't a full story it was like 20 minutes of a of a of a 40 minute episode so they went all right cool well we got to ham fists about this stuff in so you get some bounce between that and then a daryl story and then uh some some story about the commonwealth that's all going on in the same episode when all i wanted was focus on the house Focus on the house. Yeah. Because this is the most interesting thing you've done in a while. Yeah. So it was like, I'm going to focus. I'm going to pretend. You're right. It's not a bottle episode, but I'm going to pretend it is because I want to talk about it. Um, I really felt like these like feral people that I first I thought they were zombies, but then you quickly realize that they're they're just like people who have really gone off the deep end. And but there's a group of them. Um, but they almost seem like supernatural in a way. It was really weird, but it, it worked. And there was this like different style of horror that they were tapping into where like there's the moment where Connie's in the wall and uh, Virgil hears the knocking and she's trying, he's trying, <laughs> he's trying to get her out and he uses his knife and like stabs into the wall um, to, to open up the wall. And like, there is that, moment of like um yeah psycho or uh like more of a, a thriller type thing where where they're trying to you know like almost accidentally hurting each other and and the way they're you know it's like a psychological horror really like the way that that episode played out and i really liked it i thought it was really good and and the fact that they kind of at the end they solve it by luring zombies into the house and and then those zombies take out these feral people and and of course our heroes swoop in at the end and and save the day but like it was a good episode and i was worried we were going to lose virgil because i really thought that that i love that actor i really felt like that character deserved to not just be like 
the crazy bad guy who sent Michonne out on her way to find Rick. Like, I really want him to come into the show and be redeemed, uh, you know, a little bit. And I think they are heading in that direction. Hopefully not just to kill him off, because um, the show tends to do that. But, like, yeah, I'm glad he stuck around and he seems to be, as, as of at least the end of part one, doing okay. <laughs> he's hurt, but he's doing okay. Um, I mean, uh, another thing we, we hadn't talked about yet was the Negan and Maggie relationship that has certainly developed over the season. Um, how did you feel about that, like, seeing Negan and Maggie have to work together and how they sort of portrayed that? So that's one of the things that excited me about this season is I was worried we were going to get a whole quarter season of Maggie and Negan hating each other and trying to bump each other off one over and over and over again. And I was worried that's what we were going to get. But instead, I think we've got it a really interesting story. I don't think it's ever going to be Maggie and Negan are buddies. But I think she's go- by the end of this, this, by, I think. By the end of the next part, because this is going to be three parts, correct? Yes. Yeah, three parts. I think by the end of the next part, they're going to have a respect for each other. Yeah, I think that um, that is one possible way to go. Like, I think right now where they're at is they're tolerating each other. There was a scene where basically Negan's like, let's have a truce, I get Not really a truce, but just like, do you agree not to kill me? Because that's like, this is getting exhausting, basically. Yeah, it, the, he she she wants to keep going even though they're like running out of people and they're running out of supplies and Negan literally looks at her and says, "I ain't going unless you agree you ain't gonna try and kill me no more." And I was like, "Yeah, that's kind of fair." Yeah. You know, I understand her animosity towards him, but she keeps wanting him to march to his death, and it and she seems to want to keep throwing him to the wolves every time she gets a chance. I wouldn't want to do that either. Yeah, like I feel I feel like she because she was gone, she's been away from Alexandria for so long, she missed that period where everyone was punishing Negan, and rightfully so. He was a terrible person, he did terrible things. And Maggie missed out on that, you know? Um yeah. and I feel like she's kind of trying to make up for lost time and she's quickly having to kind of come to terms with Negan being not necessarily like you know, part of the group, but but he's there. He's with the group and he's contributing and he's yes, he's still done bad things. There's even a, a scene where they have a heart to heart and he, he tells her if I could do things differently, I'd have killed you all that night. Yeah. And I mean, and she's like, why would you say that? And, and he's just like, look, like it is what it is. This don't, he goes, this don't work if I'm not honest. And if and, and, and if I didn't tell you that that's what I was what I think now, he goes. He goes, then this isn't going to work with us. And I'm like, you know what? You could say a lot of things about Negan, but at least he's honest. Yeah. And I think he did say, like, there's a, I think when they're having the truce moment, he says, like, I'm a man of my word and I've always been a man of my word. Are you like a, a woman of your word, basically? And basically saying, like, look, if you like, because I think she says, like, well, why would I trust you or why would you trust me? And I think, I think he makes a really good point. And, um, when Maggie says something, she, she, she sticks to her guns. Like she is a yeah. woman of her word. And then, and then she has a conversation with one of her men. Uh, it's a character I'm not familiar with, or I don't remember his name. And he goes, are you going to, are you going to keep your word? And she says like, in other words, 
I'm gonna do my damnedest. <laughs> and you're like, and you're like, yeah, that's that's an honest answer because you know how Negan is. At some point, he's gonna push her buttons, just aggravate her. Yeah, you know. And actually, that's a really good point. I have uh, I have a couple clips, and these are the Negan Maggie clips that I that I captured. They're they're short, but they're sweet. I kept my mask for practical and sentimental reasons. This is not fun. Well, not with that attitude. <laughs> so they're doing like. The, the whispers come back in and i mean negan spent a lot of time with the whispers he's developed these skills to kind of like basically herd the zombies and again it makes a return this season where negan is thinking well let's use the whispers tactic to kind of take out the reaper's base or at least you know um go through some mines and uh, he's teaching maggie how to do it and and uh it's kind of one of those moments where maggie feels vulnerable and Negan is kind of trying to teach her and is being a respectable teacher. And I mean, wasn't he a teacher, at least in the comics? I think he was a teacher. In no, they, they, they say in the, the his prequel episode mm-hmm. in the, 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 the part C they did, he was a gym teacher mm-hmm. yeah. or something like that. So, you know, it fits his character. Um, I also like the fact that they're using the whisperers tactics. Because I don't think it was inherently that the whispers were bad, like like their ideas were bad. Wearing the face of the dead and walking around and using the zombies to protect yourself seems like a really good idea. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, you've got a bunch of them lined up at your gate. All right, somebody put on a mask and let's go lead them out somewhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like that, like that, like that doesn't seem like an inherently bad idea. That seems like a really good idea. It's way better than than trying to run down a trail and then being cornered because that's what one of the Reapers did and and yeah uh, yeah it did not work out for him very well. No, it did not work out for him, and I laughed the whole time. I think it's um, like one of those moments where you're right, like using these tactics. It's like the tactics of like putting guts on yourself and trying to sneak through the horde. It's nice to see those tactics return, not get overused, but I really think like they set up that whispers skill set in a way where. Yeah, it's overpowered when used properly, but like they've established that it works, and if you know how to do it, you you're kind of just able to do it. So again, like ignoring it would be worse, you know. Yes. Um, and the fact that they bring it in here and it's used on a smaller scale, but it works. My my favorite thing is is that they use it against the Reapers, and the first thought they see when they realize it, and Pope sees it, and he has this line of dialogue, and he's like. Oh, they're using the dead against us. Oh, why didn't I think of that or something like that? And you're like, you're like, yeah, stupid. Yeah, Pope, what's up? Um, there's also this fun line here. It's not gonna fit you perfectly. It was someone else's face. So again, Negan's having a lot of fun at Maggie's expense when they're doing the whole whisperer training. Um, I really liked. I I liked all of that. Another moment though that hit me that was really good is they do this moment where the guy that's with Maggie, I can't remember his name. I feel like he's somebody that only just got introduced with Maggie this season, so I don't remember who he is. But they're talking about he needs to find his sister, and she keeps telling him, we're going to find your sister, we're going to find your sister, she's alive, we're going to find your sister. And they're dressed up as, as, as whispers, and they're leading the horde of zombies, and he looks over to the zombie standing next to him, and it's his sister. Mm-hmm. And I thought they did that move. They could have done that and it could have been cheesy or they could have done it and it could have been like ultra mean. 
And they just do this really nice moment where Maggie reaches out to him and grabs his hand. And he says, you see a couple tears and he kind of fights back a couple sniffles. And then he goes back to his shuffling. And then something happens where he gets shot or something. And, and you're like, okay. But until that happens, like they do it very tactfully where this show doesn't always do things that way. Yeah. You you thought it was going to be another one of those moments where like, oh yeah, of course they're looking for his sister. His sister's in the horde. He's going to, they're going to have to leave him behind. And uh, no, he does, he does kind of survive that moment. And then again, he gets hit with ricochets, I think from one of the mines. And yeah. uh, you think, oh, this is the moment where they're going to kill him off. And no, they don't. And I think that's, that's really good. I'm glad they didn't because I want, I want Maggie's crew to survive so we can get to know them. And I think that like them approaching the Reaper's base, uh, we talked about this pre-show and, and it kind of established like there's not a lot of Reapers and a majority of them it, get taken it, out. It, it's kind of like my only gripe with these Reapers is when Daryl first joins them and they're discussing their numbers. He specifically tells they specifically tell him there's only 13 of them. Right. Right. And then at that point, two of them, two more of them get killed. And then that other guy goes out and sacrifices himself to, or he goes to try to lead the horde away only to realize that the people that, that Maggie and, and the scene where Maggie and, 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 and Negan kill that guy is amazing. It was probably my favorite scene this whole season. Um, and that guy dies. And then Daryl takes out like two more guys inside and then Pope lets somebody else die, I think. Like, like six of them die. And I'm like, so there's seven people. Yeah. She's fighting because there's seven army guys that left of her little battalion there. They've been dicks to people. And she's talking about the seven of them like she's talking about a whole town full of innocent people. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, you're gone, lady. And so when she turns on Daryl at the end, I was like, Daryl, you're an idiot. Yeah, and that, I mean, it's uh, it should be said, that's Leia from um, the season 10C. Uh, her and Daryl have a history. Um, that's where Dog comes from. I think, like, at the end of this episode, the, the at the end of this part one, Pope is taken out uh, by, I think, by Leia. Like, Daryl was going to stab him, and then Leia no, did. No, she takes out Pope, and he takes out the other guy, because the other guy was going to stab her in the back. Yeah, and so Pope is is done. Um, a, a majority of the Reapers are done. And here's the thing: I don't think, Le- I, I I don't get the sense that Leia holds the same like anger towards Maggie's group. Like I feel like they could walk away peacefully, um, but they're definitely not joining forces. Like I don't think Leia's. I think Leia will become maybe not another threat, but will be just a faction that walks away. You know, I don't. No, they're dead. You think they're just going to kill them all? They're going to kill them all. There's only seven of them. There's no point in letting them live. Um, I think I think uh, the, this season ends with them shooting that stupid rocket thing, which I thought was really kind of dumb. <laughs> I was like, I was like, this is a neat idea, but this is essentially fireworks on a stick, dude. That's a, this is like, fireworks, it, man. It, it, and you know what my whole theory was? You know how this is going to end? He's going to light that thing and it's going to blow up in their face. I, that and I they're going to just be dead. I was, like, I was like, this would be awesome if this gun thing doesn't work and it just blows up in their face. Well, 
here's the thing. The ending to this whole part, I feel like, is one of the... It's not a true Walking Dead cliffhanger, because honestly, like, you d- you know everyone's going to be fine. Like, there might be some secondary characters from Maggie's group that do die, but, like, Maggie, Negan, and Daryl are all fine. Like, they're walking away from this. Um, and the fireworks cliffhanger is literally, like, the, the thing being lit off, and it's just kind of, like, shooting out. And it's cool. It looks cool. It's a great, like, sort of, you know, primitive weapon. Um, and it works for, for dealing with, like, a large, uh, you know, you don't have weapons anymore, but you've got this, like, giant Da Vinci-esque, like, arrow fireworks Ballista machine. thing, yeah. Yeah. It's it's neat, but, like, it's not uh, it's not the cliffhanger I was, I was kind of hoping for because it really feels like, yeah, we know they're fine you lit this thing off you're you like you can't reload it you know it's done you you fired it and it goes in sort of like an arc like it's not it's not like well, it's and then and they talked about it like she they were gonna fire it into the crowd yeah and it was gonna kill all the zombies and then when you they light it up and it starts shooting it shoots them all off and it sort of shoots everything in the ru- same direction and i'm like i'm like that's not gonna kill all the zombies that's gonna just kind of blow up everything in the same area. It's not like it doesn't look like this thing is gonna have time for him to swivel it around and like take aim. It's gonna this would be a great thing if they had an army approaching, they could fire it at a crowd of the army and maybe scare people off. Uh this only works once. Yeah. He's not gonna reload this and launch it again. Yeah. Um and I mean like we we've been avoiding it, but we should probably quickly talk about the Commonwealth side. I don't want to spend a lot of time on it because I feel like part two and three are gonna be heavily focused on the Commonwealth. Yep, and they're the weakest thing of this whole season. Yeah, I mean I get what they're doing with it. They're setting up this new community, um, and they're slowly peeling back the issues with this new community. Um, a lot of rules, uh, the first few episodes are dealing with the rules and just, you know, they have to work off their debt and they have to be, you know, uh, processed, but then they start to unveil like this, you know, class system. Uh, and this is all in the comics where there is this like higher class that are like almost cartoonishly snobby. Cause you don't get, you get one introduction to, the um the higher class citizens which are like uh pamela's son pamela milton being like the governor the also think it's interesting that we haven't seen her yet yeah and i don't i don't know who plays her yet i haven't looked it up on imdb or anything but uh i like like i'm i feel like the reason they haven't showed her is it's gonna be somebody i'm gonna go oh wow they got somebody big for one season and then they're gonna die. Was was um wasn't there like speculation that the the lady that um, Maggie went off with was was Pamela? But like it, that wasn't the case. Like th- those are two no. different characters. Yeah, I thought so. Um, but yeah, like the Commonwealth stuff is like it's clearly setting up part two and three. It's very slowly building out that sort of environment. There's like a lot of politics going on. So Yumi discovers her brothers there. Uh, her brother is like a doctor and he's like, he sees it as a second chance to not be a doctor. I thought that was an interesting sort of like angle. Like he was a doctor before the fall. And if he was a doctor, like he kind of sees it as a second chance to do something different. Uh, cause he didn't want to be a doctor and he, he explains it really well. You know, uh, I thought that was an interesting angle. Um, but 
near the end of the part one, they start to establish like not all is well or fair at the Commonwealth. And to the point where Eugene is like having this conversation with, with Pamela's um, son. And he, he doesn't, he, like he's been living out uh, you know in in the apocalypse and so like everyone's equal in the apocalypse like there there are no people that like it's it's whoever has the biggest stick right and in this case it's just two people talking and eugene's like you're being incredibly rude like what's wrong with you like we just saved your life you know and you can tell from stephanie's reaction that what eugene's doing is is not uh is not gonna fly with this with this place so like yeah it's not going to fly with this place. And it seems like everybody's okay with it. And you go, no, I, I, I get that these, I get that the second class citizens are supposed to be for afraid that the soldiers are going to put them outside the walls. You know what I mean? Like that's the fear is we're safe here. If we make too much of a threat that we're going to end up outside the walls. I understand that concept. And I think that that's definitely something interesting they're going to do. I just feel it's too cartoonish. Agreed. I a hundred percent agree. Like, I feel like it works in the comics because it's a comic book, but when you bring it to the show, it's like, really, we're, we're this far into the apocalypse. And like the only thriving communities with hundreds of thousands of people are the ones that like kind of operate in either a dictatorship or like a royalty style thing where like it's just so weird you know like um and it's not fun soothing television you know right and it was not like it's also removing what a lot of people watch this show for which is the zombie drama right and when you look at the commonwealth the only zombie drama is comically it's eugene and crew doing cleanup you know they're killing zombies and and even though um uh Oh, the kingdom guy i can't remember ezekiel he's he's having a he's having his issue i think he has he thinks he has like some sort of tumor on his neck and he's struggling but even then like you don't feel any fear for these folks that are clearing zombies like there's no real danger you know they're doing it and they're doing it just fine and and they kind of treat it as if it like it is cleanup duty and that's the only zombie drama we get within the commonwealth and i think like I don't know. Like, I don't, I saw, I knew, I knew it was coming cause I knew it from the comics, but like, it's just like, uh, to see it, to see it taken from paper to, to, to screen. It's like, uh, a lot of these guys are just jerks and that's what we got to look forward to. And, 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 and I understand the concept of what they're trying to do. I just feel it's so cartoonish. It's not believable. Yeah. They could have done this and made it less cartoonish. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. The TV guy literally walking around is a walking cartoon. Like he, you'd think, yeah. oh, he just, he's like that in the propaganda films, but no, like him walking around, he talks like that. He acts like that. He smiles like that. This is like, but ugh. you know what my theory is? I don't know much about the Commonwealth story, but you know what my theory is? What's that? My theory is, is that those guards left him alone like that on purpose. Oh yeah. Pamela's son. Yeah. My theory is, is that Eugene fucked something up. Yeah, Maybe. I mean, like, no, uh, uh, that's my theory is I think that this guy that Stephanie is introducing them to, um, that's sort of like the second in banana, second banana kind of guy. Um, mm. my theory is there's a power struggle going on and that he wanted to let her son be in danger 
or almost die so that his men could come in and save at the last minute and he could score some more points. Yeah. And then I think, I think Eugene and, and Stephanie stepped in and rescued that kid and got themselves into trouble. And I think they made a, a situation where the other guy was trying to take advantage. I think they made it worse for him. And that's why he's not helping Eugene out. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I get the sense that I don't, I'm not going to like, uh, the Commonwealth sort of angle. No, I have, I, I have a funny feeling I'm going to hate every moment of this plot line. Cause again, you've, you've removed, um, I think what, what honestly, what makes it work in the comics, you've removed a lot of like, you know, the beloved characters like Michonne has a big arc with the Commonwealth. Rick, of course, has a huge arc with the Commonwealth. And we're not going to see that. And we are probably going to see replacements there. We've seen that with, you know, Yumi and her brother, Tommy. Um, that is the Michonne and uh, I believe it's her daughter uh, in the comics. So like, there's going to be those angles. But um, I think like, I'm, gl- I'm I'll say this, I'm glad they sort of like sprinkled in the weirdness, like the hints as to what the problems are at Commonwealth. And then near the end of part one, they really did introduce it in a way where like, at first you have, you know, these, the, you know, Pamela's son and her, or his, uh, his girlfriend, like walking by and making studio comments. And you just like, who's that? My issue with the Commonwealth is the same issue I had with what's her name and the pioneer people in fear the walking dead. Hmm. I didn't find her character particularly smart. I didn't find her character particularly good leader. I didn't understand why all those people were following her. Yeah, Ginny. You know I mean? Was it Ginny? No, she, that was the yeah. daughter. I can't remember. <laughs> but I couldn't figure out why all those people were following her. She didn't seem to particularly good at anything. Like, she didn't even seem to be able to defend herself, right? Uh, yeah, I, I get the feeling that, that you're not going to have that here. And I get the feeling that that's exactly what's going to happen. This Pamela woman who's supposedly in charge, which, by the way, they don't tell you who it is in future episodes, but they have a photo of a woman at a booth. I'm pretty sure she's going to be Pamela. And if it is, it's the same chick who's playing Katarina in Blacklist right now. And this lady just does bit part stuff. And her character almost always dies at the end of a season. Yeah, I think that... um... I think that Pamela is, is certainly more capable in the comics, but I could be wrong. I feel like she, uh, I mean, that's another one. Dwight has a big part in the comics for the Commonwealth and he's not around either and he's not coming back. So like, there's a lot of big shoes to fill. And my other gripe is, is that I understand them wanting to do this class system and there's a way to do it and tell an interesting story. Think about the way they did it in, uh, well, while it's not a perfect movie, but think about the way they did it in Land of the Dead. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. But in Land of the Dead, they also portray it as it falls apart really easy. Wow. And and I have a funny feeling the Commonwealth is going to make this drag out for the rest of the season, and it's not going to be easy. And I think that even when characters start dying and bad guys start having bad things happen to them, I think they're going to be like, why is this happening to me? I'm a good person. And you're going to be like, no, you're not. And you know you're not. Why yeah. are you trying to make... Like, like I have a funny feeling that this is going to be comical towards the end of it. Yeah. It'll and be... that's not what I want for this show. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how they handle it. I know there's a lot of Commonwealth stuff that uh, they'll have to replace characters and how they do that will be re- interesting to see. 
but um yeah we'll see how it goes like i i have a feeling you're right like it is can i give my fans can i give our fans my prediction of the next two parts sure because i have a theory yeah go uh we're gonna wrap up the reapers in the next like one episode like (laughs) the premiere is going to reapers are dead maggie's gonna show up and they're gonna end up trying to save the day of alexandria and everybody's going to reconnect they're going to team up with what the survivors of everything and they're going to work together and start to build things again then they're going to get introduced to the commonwealth Mm -hmm. and as soon as the commonwealth gets introduced we're going to be led to believe that this pamela lady is the bad guy she's our big baddie for the season oh she's the big baddie for the bad season oh my god pamela is this awful person and then the penultimate episode of next part She's gonna die, and the guy that's helping them all right now, who's the 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 guy that was in the video, um, I can't think of his name. He's gonna step up. He's gonna be the big bad guy. And you thought Pamela was bad. He's gonna be even worse. Yeah. And then the final episode is gonna be they should they they crash the 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 class system and everybody dies and and, and they say they're going to rescue the people of the commonwealth and that's going to be the end of the show the end that's not i think i could see that happening i could see it playing that's what's going to happen i'm telling you right now well we will find out this time next year when part three concludes because i th- think if you do the math that's probably where we'll be at so look forward to that um well, we did say at the beginning of this episode, there's probably one more episode of Zamp for 2021. Don't worry, we'll be back in 2022. We got lots to look forward to. Um, but as for next episode, coming up on Zamp, yes, more Walking Dead. Um, I don't know why. I made the decision we are going to do World Beyond, the season wrap-up. With Live it on the concluding. show. Yeah. It, uh, we did some planning. I mean, hey, it was a coin toss between that and Fear the Walking Dead, and I feel like... Um, Let's rip the bandit off now. Yeah, let, let's let's keep World Beyond in 2021 where it belongs. And, uh, you know, it'll be coupled with us discussing the huge announcement, which is likely to be related to World Beyond. Um, and then when we return in 2022, we'll have Fear the Walking Dead mid-season wrap-up. Uh, we'll probably talk more Back for Blood because we'll have time to play it over the holidays. Um, and, of course, we'll announce all of our final uh, Extra Life films from all of your lovely donations. Thank you so much. Uh, and um, other than that, lots of movies to look forward to. Uh, uh, a zombie year in preview probably in there as well. So look forward to all that fun. Now, before we close up shop in our penultimate 2021 episode, we've got some listener feedback, and this comes from Jackie. I was wondering if you guys have ever heard of Zombie Burger in Iowa. If so, what do you think? I personally think it's fun, but I'm too far away to give it a try. Uh, Lou, I'm also too far away to give it a try. Are you anywhere near Iowa? Iowa is the other side of the country, man. Okay. I did not know that. So it's on the West Coast-ish? It's like mid to West Coast. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, that is far away. Um, So th- it's kind of funny. Like we, we got this email. I do appreciate Jackie sending along because I do love yeah, no, themed I, restaurants. I, I... I love themed restaurants. I didn't, and I usually, I know there's a couple of of other zombie themed places floating around. I've seen ads for them, or someone has sent me links to them before, and I always go, "Ooh, that's someplace I want to go." Because I think there's a there's a zombie bar in in Florida somewhere, but it opened like just before the pandemic, and I was like, "Oh, maybe I'll go visit there when I go visit my dad in Florida." And then it was like, "Oh no, I'm not gonna do that." And so 
that's kind of what uh, it, it kind of what's going on. And uh, I saw this and went, man, I've never wanted to try travel to Iowa so much in my whole life. Oh man, I was not a state I ever wanted to go to, and now I'm like, man, I want to go to Iowa. <laughs> I'm just looking at like, so I'm on their Instagram, and I'm oh my god, now I'm hungry. Great, yeah, I'm hungry. These burgers, burgers look amazing. I had burgers for dinner, and I look at these, and I go, man, they put my burger to shame. Yeah, because they're like, here's the thing: there's craft beer here, so they do. It's a drink lab as well, so they do milkshakes and and beer. But also, like these burgers are like what I like to call craft burgers. Like they're not just your standard, like you know patty bun some cheese throw some lettuce on there you're good to go these are like you know specially made uh named burgers i think one of them has this looks kind of gross like beans in it (laughs) um and just like it is really cool so i mean if we have any listeners in the iowa area or near iowa and want to check out um zombie burger uh i think they call it zombie it's zombie burger dm.com and it's uh zombie burger i think it which dm stands for uh zombie burger drink lab i don't know i don't know what the m stands for but uh uh probably drinks and milkshakes but yeah it looks uh it looks really good uh this stuff so yeah so check it out if you're in the area um and i guess that's what it takes by the way ryan i yeah. don't expect you to know what dm stands for because you're not from Mass- uh, from uh, from america but it stands for Des Moines, which is the capital of Iowa. Okay. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. And you know what? It's funny. Yeah. So their original location was uh, downtown Des Moines, uh, which is listed here. So um, yeah, if you're in the area, check it out right in. Let us know if you enjoyed it. Uh, let us know uh, in, in all the, uh, in all those, you know, scrumptious details of how good their burgers were. Cause man, they look really good um but yeah if you're a listener please tell me i need tell me if i need to go to iowa just to eat one of these because <laughs> I, I it's i i i might do it i could yeah. do it there you go make the trek all right uh that is going to do it for our episode again bit.ly slash extra life ryan if you want to pick a movie lou's been giving you lots of really awesome uh picks it's only 15 bucks all of your 15 dollars goes to charity and then we get to watch a good, bad zombie film, depending on whether you want to. It's up to you because you get to choose. Please don't torture us. Please don't torture us. <laughs> yeah, don't. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't torture us. Please don't. But hey, you have that option. There's lots of really bad zombie films out there. But uh, and I think, Lou, you've suggested some. So there we go. Um you can discuss all this fun stuff on our discord uh bit.ly slash zamp discord some great folks in there a lot of links going around there was the discussion about the resident evil movie in there so uh yeah and they yeah. made me want to see it more yeah that's good i'm i'm still cool to wait i i uh i think i'm good to wait but we will see what uh the future brings and I want to thank all of our patrons, patreon.com slash zombies ate my podcast. If you want to support the show directly, that's a great spot to do it. Um, and you can find all of the links at our website, zombies ate my podcast.com. All of our previous episodes, all 264 past episodes. Um, you can uh, email us there, uh, you know, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook. And I mean, if you're over on Twitter, you want to follow us individually. I'm at R Murphy and Lou is at busy zombie Lord. And finally, a quick shout out to Joel Duggan for the artwork, our artwork that we've had since episode one. Thank you so much, Joel. You can check out his work at joelduggan.com. 
Lou, as we conclude this episode, I know you have stored a little nugget of info that you uh, want to pass along on this episode 265. Uh, I think I'm going to go make a burger. <laughs> At 10 o'clock. It's not a bad idea. Thank you.